Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora back with our final Ego Death series. So we're going to end this series with <clears throat> probably the two most complex programmings, um, which is the spiritual ego and the superego. And the reason that these are complex is because all of the basic programmings are, as I've shared before, very universal. No matter what our previous experiences or how we grew up or our culture, or religion, all of that, there's a basic kind of universally shared program. Some of us, you know, might not have a few of the programs, right? And others may have other ones. So we kind of differ in the way that the programs express themselves and they do express differently and uniquely for each of us but they're pretty universal and they're pretty easy to pick up in a sense but the spiritual ego and the super ego is basically when the ego has subverted itself it has found a way to morph right to morph into an even more advanced form of the ego so that it can continue to go undetected, right? This is the whole basis of the ego, as I've shared from the beginning, is that the ego is just like a computer. It's a programming and it is unable to see itself. It is unable to be aware of itself. Now, especially when you start doing ego dissolvement work, your ego will fight back. <laughs> um, it's designed to do that. It's, it's literally like a computer programming. You know, if you go in and you, you know, try to delete the program or you try to remove the program, the programs often have these built-in mechanisms to try to get around that, right? And so when we reach these kind of levels where the ego itself has morphed into these more advanced forms so that it can continue to try to survive it can continue to try to sustain its programming it's usually a bit harder to detect and sometimes is harder to transform and also to pick up and discern so that's why we just say these are the more advanced forms so super ego we'll start with that one because it's exactly like it sounds it's a super ego it is an ego that has become so inflated and so big that it has essentially morphed into an entirely new design and so there's very obvious ways that this can present but then there's also more subtle ways that this can present and again all the programs require discernment but these forms require even more discernment not so much um, to see it outside of ourselves usually it's pretty easy to discern and kind of see the programmings outside of us it's harder to discern them when it's within us right so a few obvious ways that this presents is you know, the most, the most uh, obvious example would be like the elites. They are consumed with superego. It simply means that the, the ego has become so inflated, so um, complex, that it has overtaken the vessel. And it usually shows up as being so in the mind and disconnected from the heart that there's not a lot of feeling going on. 
the being lacks intuition. They lack feeling. They're unable to kind of feel empathy, compassion. They're also unable to feel the emotions of others, right? So they're disconnected from the unity consciousness. They're unable to feel what's happening in the collective, what's happening with others. It seems like they're completely disconnected. They're very isolated. And that that is the superego. It has completely taken over the vessel and has basically cut off all heart communication. So that's the most obvious example of how the superego presents. And then there's some other more subtle ways that this presents. So in our daily lives, if there are people that you come in contact with or that are around you, and let's say you try to bring something up to them, bring something to their attention. This could be about actions that they've taken, behavior that they display, ways they communicate, right? Things that they live their life by. Like you're just, you're, you're attempting to point things out to them about the way that they are that is not love, that is dysfunctional, right? If they are in complete denial of anything that you bring to their attention, they're just like, no, that's not true. They're just in complete denial of it. They project it right back at you. Um, that is another level of superego because again, because the ego cannot see itself, it gets very triggered when it does have to see itself. That's why we say only the ego gets offended, right? Because whenever you say something and someone gets quote unquote offended, it is because their ego has been forced to see itself and it does not like that. That's very uncomfortable for the ego. So this goes into kind of levels of narcissism, right? So on the most extreme level, when we're talking about like the elites or people that are just basically been totally consumed by the superego, we can say that that's kind of levels of sociopathy, right? It's, it, there's, there's total disconnection from the heart. Now on more subtle levels, but we tend to see this in everyday life, there are these levels of narcissism where beings are in superego and so they have a complete blinder on to seeing themselves from the outside at all. They view themselves in this hyperinflated way. They have all these belief systems and ways that they think about themselves, but anyone who brings anything to their attention, right, of their behaviors or communications or actions, they will go into immediate denial. They usually can also go into anger, uh, even rage. They will go into projecting it right back at you. That is a form of superego. Most human beings, you know, we all have varying levels of ego, right? This depends on how much inner work we've done. But most beings, if you bring something, something to their attention, they might be offended by it. They might get their feelings hurt, you know, by it. And they may go into a little bit of, of blame. Like they may take slight accountability for their actions or behavior, but then they'll immediately be like, well, what about what you do? you know, and they kind of go into this blame, that's usually just someone who, you know, hasn't done the ego work. But someone who is unable to reflect on themselves in any capacity and is in complete denial of anything that is brought to their awareness, that is an element of superego, right? Now, 
another element of superego is when the ego has basically become so advanced that the being now is so in so much reverence to the mind and I think I've talked about that in one of the earlier podcasts reverence of the mind is where we value and have this reverence to analytical and logical thinking and we prioritize that over any sort of heart feeling any sort of intuition any sort of natural organic creative genius instead we value the intellect over anything else and so you'll see this in a lot of the kind of industries in our world right you i i see it especially in the arenas like science math um and even in some levels of just academia you know people that become experts on certain topics um they reach these kind of upper echelons of uh academia where they are so consumed by figuring things out they are so consumed by logical and analytical thinking that the mind is just always searching for complex issues complex theories complex systems and questions to figure out so this is essentially when the mind the superego has become like this advanced computer that now it's kind of bored of the kind of simple things it wants constantly to look at these complex things these complex math equations these complex systems these complex theories and in truth that is super ego because nothing in creation nothing in the universe is complex okay love is simple creation is simple the universe is simple the heart knows these things naturally and organically I would say that, of course, creation and the universe is vast, right? It is vast, but it is not complex. So yes, from our vantage point currently here, you know, on the 3D plane, we can only comprehend and understand and absorb so much of that vastness. However, that does not mean it is complex. It simply means we are unable to digest that level of vastness, which in time, right, as we go through the evolutionary process and we, we rise into full consciousness and we, we evolutionize and we come into a greater ability to both process and digest and comprehend the vastness of the universe and creation and all of that, we will be able to understand those things. But again, it's not going to be complex. It's all very simple. So when you see these beings and they're always revered as like these experts, these brilliantly smart people, but in reality, they are simply a dog chasing its tail. They are complicating everything and the more complicated something becomes, the more their superego loves it. 
And when they feel like they've figured this thing out, when they've reached this level of, of super information, that they are somehow more intelligent. And it is actually quite the opposite. So the superego will crave complexity and wants to be seen as this very um, smart, you know, uh, being who has figured all of these things out. And that's another form of superego. And this kind of goes into some of the stereotypes that I feel have been given to conspiracy theorists, right? Because I think from the masses perspective and from the deep sleepers perspective, conspiracy theorists are these tinfoil hat wearing people who, you know, try to basically take a thousand different dots and somehow connect them all. And I think that there is a little bit of truth to that stereotype as I talked about with cultural programmings. There's always a truth, a nugget of truth within a stereotype because there are those kind of what we call conspiracy theorists, right? Who have gone so deeply into the rabbit hole that they are trying to connect dots that really everything is connected. We know that, right? Everything in the universe, of course, is connected. But they're trying to go so deeply into connecting all of these dots and figuring this all out that they end up going into superego. And so, you know, in all honesty, there, there is a part of the disclosure community and there is a part of the, you know, conspiracy theory community who has gone into superego. They've lost their connection to their heart, to their feeling centers, to their intuition, and they have tried to dive too deeply into the rabbit hole and solve all these complexities and connect all of these dots and and they're lost they they've become lost in the mind now and it leads to paranoia it, it definitely definitely leads to a deep kind of paranoia and so the important part is taking those examples and and feeling into those and how we can catch this within ourselves i think all of you listening pretty much know that you're not a sociopath you're not at that level of super ego um but you can definitely gauge levels of narcissism. We all have these varying levels um, where either we completely reject and are in denial of anything brought to our awareness, right? That we get called out on or that somebody brings up about us that is something you know we could work on and change and heal. If we're in complete denial of that and instantly reject it, that is a form of superego. So the key is that if anyone calls you out on anything or brings something to your awareness, all you have to do is say, you know, thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to feel into that and see if it resonates with me, right? And so the idea is we always say, okay, let's say someone calls me out, right, on vanity. And just an example. And I say to myself, well, I don't think that I... I don't think I'm embodying vanity. Well, I'll feel into it, right? I'll feel into it. Maybe there is something there. Maybe there's a deeper level that I was unable to see. I can ask my angels to help, you know, bring that up for me if that's there. If it's not there, well, then great. We move along. There's no reason to get offended. There's no reason to go into projection. There's no reason to go into denial, right? This is why we say our favorite mantra is accept, embrace, and allow. Because the key of the superego is 
that we can have awarenesses and we can gain knowledge and information. But the second that we get attached to that information, that's where the superego develops, right? It's totally part of the process and part of all of our journeys is to learn new information, right? Be open to all information and knowledge that's available, right? To see what resonates with us, to see what is actually going to help us and be relevant for us on our journey. And then we let the rest go. But the key is that even when we have, you know, uh, obtained information, if we are so attached to it that it literally takes us over, that's the superego. So this is also the levels of like when I've always said about the disclosure community, and I know all of us have are part of the disclosure community, so it's not to knock it. It's just to be honest with ourselves of the times when we've become so overly attached to the disclosure information that we've become aware of or have been exposed to that we, we stop feeling, we stop processing, we stop leading with our hearts and we've become so attached you know it's like I see it all the time it's like people who are so attached to who's dead who's alive who's been hung who's had a tribunal who's a clone who it doesn't matter any information that comes in you simply accept embrace allow it's a knowing it's a it's a truth that you can put in your back pocket but by attaching to it and letting it take you over, that's how the superego comes in. So we have to be aware whenever someone's bringing something to our awareness and we immediately reject it or go into denial of it, that's a form of superego. Um, anytime that our mind is racing, so these are racing thoughts, racing thought loops that like we can't stop that is also the superego. It's basically when the ego has gone into that hyper drive. And so it'll cause you to, again, this can play out in different forms. It can cause you to go the route of, oh my God, I'm, I'm figuring out all the keys to the universe. I'm connecting all these dots, you know, and you're staying up for hours and hours and days at a time, like cracking the code to the universe. That's superego. If your mind is in a constant barrage of thoughts and loops and it's causing you to you know overly focus on certain things for very extended periods of time that can also be levels of super ego so i think for us there's a really easy gauge it's are we defensive are we in resistance are we in denial right are we just not accepting that we, we, we can look at things that others share with us and if it's there, we transform it. If it's not there, great, we move on. And watching our thought loops, especially during high intensity energy days, we can often go into thought loops or just incessant talking that's happening in the mind. That's the superego. Basically, the ego's become agitated and it's going into hyperdrive. So then that's where we have to use our tools. Um, one of the best tools for helping to kind of dissolve the superego, if that does come through, is cold showers. Cold showers completely reset the system and they will shut down that mechanism of the superego. Um, of course, also grounding, cutting cords, 
um, conscious breathing, you know, things like that. And that's where we say, you know, staying in the present moment is so important. Find a way to bring yourself into the present moment and to simply focus on what's in front of you, right? What am I what am I guided to do next in my day? What am I guided to take an action on? What am I guided to do? And just keep focusing on each step and each moment so we don't allow the thoughts to start racing down the rabbit hole. Now, the other complex programming is spiritual ego, and this will develop in a completely different way. This is when anyone begins on the spiritual path and this has happened to all of us by the way we've been through super ego spiritual ego the whole nine yards so you know it's not it's not a a bad thing necessarily I mean we all kind of hit these points at various moments but it's important to understand that that's what's happening right again awareness transforms into consciousness as long as we have the awareness we can move through these transformations and because we know what's happening Um, And so spiritual ego begins when, especially when people wake up, they go on the spiritual path, they start absorbing a lot of spiritual information. This can be through channelings and books and, you know, even movies and things like that. And, and it tends to develop when someone has reached, I guess you could say some level of mastery, like they've really come to understand spiritual concepts Um, Maybe they've had a lot of spiritual experiences. They really understand the concepts. Um, But again, it kind of develops the same way the superego does. They reach a point where both superego and spiritual ego do share one commonality, which is arrogance. And again, arrogance is the basically the the highest level you can go in the life draining vibrations so on the vibrational scale 200 and below is life draining 200 and above is life enhancing and so arrogance and pride is right there at 190 so it can it can trick us into believing that we've reached this this high level right both with superego and spiritual ego it's just that they present differently because they're both focused on different things spiritual ego is focused on the spiritual side of life superego is focused on the physicality you know and mental side of life so both of them share arrogance though and and it's like when you reach a certain level the ego convinces you that you've made it you've become a master you've become an expert and you are just smarter than everyone and you understand more than everyone and you're the one that has all the answers and you're the one that has like all the you know the the keys to the universe and no one else has them and um and so it can lead you down down this kind of um the spiritual ego path and we see it with a lot of you know channelers and and spiritual practitioners and the key is this and as we've always said speaking your truth doesn't necessarily mean it's arrogant right there are there are truths that we here at 5d full disclosure know to be true and we will absolutely speak them because we know them in our hearts to be true however the key is to is to realize and understand that just because you have a truth right just because you have uncovered or you know had the realization or come to the conclusion of a certain truth doesn't mean that you're better than others it doesn't mean you're smarter than others 
And it doesn't mean that you somehow are the savior of others. It simply means that you have truths to share that can assist others on their journey. And so the danger in the spiritual community is those who have come to kind of believe that they have all the answers and, and that they're not open to kind of receiving any other information. And they also try to take this route of wanting to become gurus. They want to be seen as like some sort of guru or hierarchical figure. And that is just part of the old spiritual ways, the old ways of hierarchy and people, you know, being saviors to others and, and different things like that. And so there's also some things that can develop with spiritual ego is that a lot of beings can get too caught up in trying to dive into spiritual concepts, trying to channel all these different galactic races and beings and you know, the spiritual journey is very personal to everybody and it's all about your personal experiences and your personal path. But, you know, there has to be a balance between the two. There has to be what I call spiritual realism. We have to be grounded in our gifts and in our spirituality. And if we try to live and exist too much in these upper realms without it being grounded into this physical reality and without that balance of practicality and common sense and being able to relate to the physical experience and to other human beings we lose touch so again both spiritual and superego share the commonalities of arrogance as being one and two as being disconnected they're somehow disconnected from others from what others are experiencing in, in superego, it's disconnection from the heart, it's disconnection from feeling, from being in tune with others and how, what others are feeling, what the collective is feeling and, and experiencing. And spiritual ego is being disconnected from the physical experience as a whole, um, being isolated and kind of devoid of that practicality and common sense and realism that is necessary to ground all of those gifts and all of that information and truth into the physical form. Remember, everything about love and creation in the universe is simple. So if it starts to become overly complicated, right? And this is again what we see in the spiritual community. Some practitioners and beings, they've just they've tried to become too much of an expert or a guru or a master that it becomes overly complex and the average human being feels that they cannot obtain that that they don't understand it that they're disconnected from it similar with superego they feel like they can't understand what they're saying right a lot of superegos tend to talk in word salads so there's the three commonalities arrogance disconnection and word salad <laughs> It's an easy way to identify one of those two programmings. And I just describe word salad as just a bunch of words that are like big words, complicated words, advanced words that just like don't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they just are word salad. Um, we should all be able to communicate with each other in very simple forms that everybody can understand um and relate to each other and ha be able to have both human experiences and spiritual experiences and be able to yeah we our our brains are amazing mechanisms that we are able to 
you know, um, creatively come up with so many things and we are able to digest and translate information at such a rapid speed. But then we bring it down into form, into what is simple, what is relatable, what is, you know, easy for all of us to comprehend and understand. And so with spiritual ego, it's really easy. You know, if you find yourself living too much in the upper realms, you need to ground that in. You need to really ground that into spiritual realism. And don't get caught up in trying to be the guru. You know, it, it, it's, it's really not what people crack it up to be. All of us are guides for each other. All of us provide confirms for each other. And of course, there are beings right? Who are leaders of this ascension, but all, any good leader knows that you lead by example and you lead by showing others how to walk the path, not placing yourself on a pedestal that seems unattainable to others. So those are the ways um, that we can kind of catch that within ourselves and within others. Again, cold showers are great for both of those. Um, grounding, being being just very present in the moment of now, and also ego death ceremony. So I don't know if I've actually mentioned this throughout this whole podcast, so I'm going to mention it now. Um, if you are unsure if you carry any of these frequencies, you know, do an ego death ceremony. We recommend, you know, when we were first starting this mission uh, many years ago at this point we were doing ego death ceremonies like every day or every week Um, they're extremely transformative um, and they're really amazing tools especially if you're just beginning your ego work or maybe you're just you're really in the process of doing these dissolvements they're really really helpful Um, if you go to 5dfulldisclosure.org Um, Of course, on there, through all the guides, there is the ego workbook that goes through all the explanations that I've given, but a few more that I go in depth on there. Um, But there is an ego death ceremony guide that you can download. um, And it's really simple. It's just writing out, you know, my intention is to dissolve these programmings. And you can list all the programmings if you want. You can pick out the ones you feel you're struggling with the most, whatever works for you. But you can always throw spiritual and super ego in there just to make sure that we're constantly conscious, we're constantly aware. So no matter what, we are transforming, we are releasing, and we are dissolving. And again, it's all a process. We're all going to take these programmings on in various levels, um, depending on what the soul can handle. Some of us can handle taking on um, a lot more programmings than others. And that's great. Whatever we're dissolving is perfectly okay. It's not personal. Remember, this is collective. So we're doing it not just for our own evolution, but for humanity as well. So I thank you guys, everyone who's been along this journey of the Ego Death series. I, um, It's been fun and it brings a lot of confirms for myself, even just talking about them and, and rehearting them and sharing them. So thank you all for being on this journey. And if you guys have questions about Ego Death ceremonies or Ego work, always feel free to email us or reach out to us. I love you guys and we'll be back soon.